0: Grace and mercy and peace to you today from from God our Father and from Jesus Christ our Savior who rose from the dead on Easter. What is hope? Hope is when you look forward to something just amazing that's going to happen. Hope is when not just something's coming up, but you have this anticipation side where you can't wait, and every day you look forward to that thing that's gonna happen. And hope is not just a wish, hope is a certainty. This confidence that says, I know this is gonna happen, that is what hope is. And that's why, of all the horrible things in the world, one of the worst is a dead hope. Maybe you know what that looks like. One place I've seen it is there's a a child who all of a sudden just gets this idea in their mind about something wonderful that they expect is gonna happen and you can just see their face shine with the anticipation that that hope brings. But, But you know it's very unlikely that that's ever gonna happen. But how do you break that to the child? And so you don't, you just wait, and what do you know, the thing a child was, was hoping for, it, it doesn't happen, and maybe you've seen that moment, the moment when the light disappears and turns to tears, the moment that a hope dies. But that's not just kids. Maybe as an adult, you've experienced the adult versions of that a hope you had of something that you were going to accomplish in life, a hope that someone was going to love you, a hope that everything was going to go this way in life. And so you poured your heart and soul and everything into this only to find out that that hope didn't happen and that hope hope died. I've heard people say that the older you get in life, the more and more temptation there is to bitterness, and to the cynicism that refuses to have hope anymore because so much of your hope has been a dead, a dead hope. What is it that causes a hope to die? I know you could probably find plenty of people giving answers for this, but here's the one the Bible gives. The reason the Bible gives is that as you trace everything back, in the end, it's gonna come back to sin. We live in a world that's been wrecked by sin, and and we sin against God too. And so there are times when things happen in this world where it's no fault of your own, but it kills your hope. But even worse are the things that you do, the things that I do that are our own fault. Wronging other people, sinning against God, that destroy the hope we have in this life, and ultimately, the worst part is our hope of spending eternity in heaven. If you define what hell is, a place without any hope at all would be one way to describe it. If you look around at our world today, are there things that could kill your hope? Yeah, there are. There's this new new disease that we all face. There's the economic uncertainty that comes with the economy going down, or maybe you've even lost your job or some of your income these last weeks. And with the disease comes a prospect that could I get sick? Could I die? Have you had to face the reality that you and your loved ones too are mortal and that you might have to face death too? Those are all very real things that could kill the hope that we have. But then, in the middle of all that comes this day that we call Easter. A day when Jesus Christ rose from the dead and promises to us that because he lives, we too shall live. And on this Easter, I want to share a passage with you from the Apostle Peter. Who talks about because we have a living Savior, we therefore have a living hope. Not a dead hope. We have a living hope in him. And Peter knew this firsthand. He was an eyewitness of Jesus' resurrection. He knew what it was like for his hope to, at least as far as he thought, he thought his hope was was dead. And how they missed it, I don't know, but Jesus' disciples somehow missed the fact that he told them he was going to rise. But that day when Jesus was crucified, when they saw him die, that made them think their hope was dead. Those years they'd spent with Jesus, what a waste! Their hope they placed in him as a Messiah, well, now he's dead, and that hope was dead too. And so that first Easter found the disciples very sad and afraid. And then, the message came back to Peter and the others from the women that the tomb was empty and Jesus was alive. You heard part of that before in Matthew 28, the women who saw Jesus. They came and talked to Peter, and Peter and John immediately ran to the tomb to see if that was true. John was faster, he got there first, but he stopped. John's Gospel says that Peter ran right into the tomb and there were the strips that had wrapped up Jesus' body neatly folded there in the tomb. And John says about himself that he believed, and I'm assuming that was true for Peter at that moment too. And later in that day, Jesus appeared to Peter personally. And that night, Jesus appeared to the 11 11 apostles and that was the day when hope came alive again for peter and for them and so now listen as peter writes about that in the letter that we call 1 peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 9 i'm going to break it into three parts here today here's verses 3 4 and 5 praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Peter says that because Jesus rose from the dead, God the Father now has given us a new birth into a living hope not a dead hope, a living hope, because Jesus is alive. And that living hope is tied with this inheritance that's coming for us in heaven. The three words he uses to describe it are, it's never gonna perish, it's never gonna spoil, it's never going to fade, which makes it so different than everything in this world, right? Things in this world, uh, they die, they perish, Even the things that we hope for the most, they'll often have something that's wrong with them. Uh, Even the most beautiful things in life fade away. But what God has for us because Jesus died and rose is never going to do any of that. Because Jesus died on the cross, all our sins are washed away. Because he rose from the dead, we've got life forever in heaven. Peter says that you and I have a living hope. And now in faith, we cling to that, and Peter says that the faith we have is like a shield. And we're going to need a shield because Peter says, faith then, this, this living hope we have in Jesus, is going to get us through some really hard times in life. Let me keep going. Here's verses 6 and 7. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. The hope, this living hope that we have, it's not a hope that every day in life is going to be perfect. That's that's coming in heaven someday. No. Peter says, you and I are going to have trials. He says, many kinds of trials. The context that he was writing to these these people uh, after the time of Jesus, it wasn't coronavirus back then, it was persecution. That because of their faith, they were going to suffer hardship. But Peter says, many kinds of trials. There's there's the persecution kind, there is everything we face right now with a disease, with with economic uncertainty. All, All those things are gonna be trials in life, but Peter says you'll have to endure them for a little while, which puts it all into perspective. If you look back from, once we get to heaven, looking back from the perspective of eternity, even something that lasted a month is gonna seem so short. Something that lasts a year, even if there's a trial that you've had to face your whole lifetime, Peter says, don't give up. This is short compared to what God has in store for you in heaven. And then Peter talks about why God allows trials into our lives. If you read the whole Bible, you'd see there, there are a number of different things God can use trials for for our good. Peter says that here, God allows those trials to come so that they prove that our faith is genuine. And then he compares our faith with gold. Gold that goes through fire to be melted down and refined to show how pure it is. Gold that is so valuable. But Peter says, the faith that you have that's based on a living hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that is even better than gold. Can God use these trials in life to refine you and your faith? yeah he can does gold like being melted down the furnace I don't know uh, but do people like going through the trials it's probably not something I would pick or that you would pick but Peter says God is able through that to show how genuine this trust is in Jesus Christ that he's put into our hearts sometimes it takes a really hard time in life to show just how resilient and and strong and genuine trust in Christ is. And I'm praying that's what will be true for you and me these next weeks, months, however long it lasts, that your faith would be like a shield, like Peter says. Uh, That you'd find it is more valuable than gold and more resilient. Even gold can be lost and destroyed but you have a living hope in Jesus Christ that can never perish because Jesus will never die again. You've got this inheritance in heaven. There are two more verses, and Peter then turns to what this means right now. Because heaven, that, who knows, maybe that's today or tomorrow for, for me or you. Maybe it's another half a lifetime away, but Peter says this also means something for you and me right now. He wrote this. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Here's a way where we are different from Peter. Peter saw Jesus alive with his own eyes. We've, we've never seen Jesus. Uh, Peter says that. You haven't seen him. But Peter says, here's what's the same. The same is that that living hope that was alive in Peter is, I'm praying, the same living hope that is alive inside you. That the things that Peter writes here now are part of your life as a Christian. Today, right here, right now, in the middle of whatever trials you may face, Peter says, even though you have not seen him, you love him. You believe in him. You are filled with a joy that cannot be expressed in words because right now you are receiving the salvation that comes from him. All that is true because Jesus lives on Easter. And my prayer for you today is that God would give you that living hope. Amen.